This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to Rams Talk episode 31. Now it's been a pretty brilliant week. Um, I've had pretty much a whole week off work, which has been great. Um, and we've had two really good away days as well. Uh, I've got three really good lads with me today. And we're just going to talk all the way through, all the way about it. Um, so first off, Callum Bucock, how are you, mate? Yeah, I'm good, pal. Uh, I'm just coming towards the end of my weekend, so back to work tomorrow, unfortunately. I know, I know. The Monday dread's coming in, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I've also got Vic Singh. How are you, mate? Good evening, guys. How are you doing? I'm all good. <laughs> I'm doing really good, thank you. And we're also joined by Mr. Jamie Page. How are you, mate? I'm good. Can we do it all again, please? Let's uh, let's go back and, and rerun it. Yeah, it was good, wasn't it? It was good. Uh, we've got loads and loads to talk about, um, as you'll all know already. Uh, and yeah, we're just hoping to have a nice chat and, and talk about a really good week at Derby. So I guess to all of you, um, Liverpool away and MK Don's away, atmosphere at Liverpool was sensational, wasn't it? Yeah, it was pretty pretty special, wasn't it? Um, I mean, one of the reasons I wanted to do Liverpool away was to to uh, listen and, and watch You'll Never Walk Alone. Um <laughs> And to be honest, I couldn't hear it at all because we were just all singing Derby, Derby and making noise. Um, yeah, a pretty special kind of away day um, and, and one we, we won't forget in a while, definitely. If only we'd won on penalties, though. I know, I know, I know. It's frustrating, wasn't it? Um, but I think, I mean, the atmosphere, uh, Vic, Jamie, we, we, we were all there, weren't we? It was The atmosphere was was ridiculous. I, I, that first penalty save as well from from Wildsmith, it was, yeah, it was pretty special, wasn't it? You, I was watching the the highlights afterwards and the way the crowd's going after he makes that save, it's like pandemonium, isn't it? But, you know, um, and Vic, what did you make a safe standing as well? I liked it, but I couldn't sit down in that seat. Like, literally, I sat down at half time. <laughs> I, was, I was like, yeah, I can't sit down like this. But, um, you know, I'm a big fan of it. I, I really want to see that at Pride Park soon. Because, um, mm. it's it's, honestly, it's just it's just, it's just good. <laughs> it is good. It'd be good in the South Stand, I think. So, I think the, if you think everyone in the South, I don't think when I've gone in there, you don't sit down, do you? So, it's like, it's just a natural place in Pride Park for it to go out of everywhere. I mean, it'd be good in different areas. But I think uh, if, uh, when you look at other grounds around the, the UK and stuff, I think you've got that, like, end in, the yeah. scene, in, in most stadiums and stuff. Um, 
and I said, I, I don't know, is it an EFL thing or is it just something that like I don't know. Not, I don't know because <laughs> I don't, you don't see it, do you? And yeah, like, I think I, every, everyone bands I, together. I can say with regards to Derby, remember when I went to one of the uh, supporters meetings? There's something about the South Stand incline. Uh, it's yeah, so. Um, safe standing at the moment doesn't look viable, but I know David Klaus is looking into that. So uh, we might see it hopefully this season, but there's a bit of a complication with the South Stand. There we go. Some in-the-know information from, <laughs> from Vic there. Yeah, I remember hearing the same thing. I don't think the uh, safe standing West Stand would have the same sort of impact <laughs> and atmosphere maybe. But yeah, what, what were you going to say, Callum? I know I cut you off then, I'm sorry. No, I was just going to say that I, I, I can't think of any other area in in, in our stadium where I, I think it would fit. Uh, I don't know. I can't imagine like the guys behind the, the dugouts and all that having it. I think <laughs> it'd be pandemonium and stuff. <laughs> um, but no, I, th- I think it'd be, I think it is something that, if done correctly and safely, I think it just makes it so much better. It looks really obviously. I didn't go like you guys did, but it looks like beyond that goal, it looked absolutely mental. Yeah, it was, pretty, it was pretty, pretty incredible behind there. And I'm just going to say, it was quite funny over the tannoy, um, the announcer kind of telling the Liverpool fans to sit down whilst we were all kind of standing up, which is pretty <laughs> funny. And then Stewart's kind of going and uh, and telling all the away fans near us to to kind of sit down. That was uh, that was even better. <laughs> sit down and safe standing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was funny. It was funny. And anyone on the right hand side of the stand will know about the tracksuit man. Did did you hear that, Vic? Did you hear about the tracksuit guy? Yeah. Oh, there was a guy in the uh, Liverpool end, uh, <laughs> and he was giving it the big one to a lot of the Derby lads, like before the game. And so as the game went on, he got more and more sheepish, <laughs> and people were chanting tracksuit from Matalan at him. And the whole, like, there was a point when, like, the whole right hand side of the stand was like, tracksuit from Matala. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. It was good. It was good fun. Even you got involved in that one, Jake. Yeah, I'm not hard enough, usually. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's good fun. It's good for. I was just thinking then um, about the the loving embrace you gave me, Jamie, when Firmino skied that penalty, and J- Jamie turns to me and he's like, "Firmino never misses. He never misses." I was like, "He's, he's missing. He's missing." And he bounces on the bar. I was like, "Yeah!" <laughs> it was it was very like early Rossini Rooney hug days. It was like, yeah. should I like what's is he gonna you know is he gonna take this hug and yeah no it was a it was a good embrace mate and unfortunately. <laughs> We had, uh, yeah, was it Conor Hurahan next that that missed yeah. the penalty? So it was, it was short. It was short lived. I know, I know. Hurahan's interesting, actually. I, th- I wanted to speak about him. Um, I thought against Liverpool, he was he was all right. I thought against MK Dons, he was really good, wasn't he? No, he did look good. Um, kind of like what he was against, like uh, in the early stage of the season, um, when he's kind of dictating, especially like against Oxford and stuff like that, when he first like comes to the scene this season for us that I just felt fell against Liverpool um, and I kind of really agree with what Paul said at the end where he went hit the two centre mids were really like standoffish and just kind of let that and kind of like just let Liverpool do their thing uh, and I don't know I, I can't, you can't really say pressure for Horan can you because he's played against Liverpool for Villa and stuff mm. and so but I think they're just Gave them the freedom, and and that's why we were just camped for 
the majority of the first <laughs> half before we actually came out of Bashan a little bit. Yeah, I know what you mean. I know what you mean. And their fans were fuming, weren't they? On social media mm. afterwards, they were like, they've come to Anfield and they've defended. Why would they do that? Why would they defend? Why won't they let us score? <laughs> we were we were saying, weren't we, to begin with, when we saw the, the five line up and Sibley at left wing back, we were kind of saying, why have we not come here and, you know, had a go and uh, and tried to kind of take the game to them? And then, yeah, 90th minute, we're kind of saying, yeah, we... We, we regret kind of saying that because <laughs> he got it. I think he got it tactically, you know, completely right in terms of the the Liverpool game. And, and on Hurahan, I think the thing that I saw from the MK Dons game was that his set pieces were a lot better, um, which I think I've been quite disappointed over the last couple of weeks. And I absolutely hate seeing a player hit the first man from a corner or, you know, overhitting it and it going out for a goal kick. But I think he's got so much quality in that left foot that whether it be in free player over a free kick or a corner, you know, um, if he can do that every week, uh, I, I don't think he's going to get as much kind of criticism as he's got kind of over the you know past month or so. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. And it, I think, well, it's strange, isn't it? And it's hard to sort of tie maybe set pieces to a manager. But it seems strange that Warns come in and all of a sudden he's putting free kicks right on the money again. I mean, I've got loads of mates at work that support Villa and all they say is, you know, Hurahan, he does nothing. He does absolutely nothing, but then he puts in a great ball and you score or he yeah. hits it from 30 yards and, and you score. And since Warns come in, it seems completely different, doesn't it? I mean, that every cross he put in against MK Dons, even some of the ones he put in against Liverpool were on the money. I mean, you know, what Roberts bangs in a header, you know, the free kick gets headed back across goal by Bradley Johnson. Thanks, Bradley. Um, <laughs> and, and Collins scores. And it was just putting MK Dons in all sorts of bother, wasn't it? They, they just couldn't handle it. No, I think we haven't been a threat from set pieces for months, haven't we? It's been a while. Nice to see us actually score set pieces now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know. I know it's rare, isn't it? I think we scored, we scored two from set pieces in the same game. How often does that happen? It's it's not very, is it? Um, we spoke about Johnson there. Um, the player he jumps up with, Craig Forsyth. I have to admit, I've always been part of the Craig Forsyth fan club. Uh, I, I like him. I think he's a good player. I think from what he's been through, he's he's done really well to end up playing at this level still after all the injuries I mean three ACLs is ridiculous and to come through that and still be playing a, a good standard is is really impressive and I've watched him quite a lot against MK Dons obviously he's brilliant against Liverpool we all know that but I watched him against MK Dons and he was great and he was just sweeping up behind everyone and and you know we had Jake Rooney and Hayden Roberts on the side two really young lads and I was watching and their players had opened up for a pass and for size already there he knew what was coming and he's already there and his anticipation was so far ahead of any other player on the pitch for the whole game. And yeah, it's it's ridiculous, isn't it? And could anyone see this Craig Forsyth resurgence this season? Have you got one, I think you got, you got space in that uh, fan club? <laughs> <laughs> I, I saw I saw it, to be honest. Um I'm yeah, I'm I agree with you. I've always been a fan of of Forsyth. I mean, again, he's one of them players that you do criticise if we lose and he does something silly. Yeah, you'll say, oh, it's, you know, typical kind of Fozzie. But I think the thing with him is he either has like a, a five out of 10 game or like a really solid 
seven or an eight. He's never kind of middle of the road. He doesn't kind of go unnoticed. He either has a really good game or or a bad game. And yeah, I think he was he's been great last two two out. And I mean, if these players are coming back centre backs, what do you do? Um, because he hasn't put a foot wrong. I know obviously we're probably a little way off with um, other centre backs kind of coming back, but you know, other managers potentially Rossini would have put Stearman in there. Um, and Warns decide to go with Fozzie and uh, yeah, I think it's the right decision and long may his good form kind of continue. Yeah, I, I completely agree. And Jamie, you've made a good point there. Um, other centre-backs coming back. Curtis Davis, obviously club captain, big player. Does he come back in? Uh, not for me, no. No, I, I'm on the same. <laughs> I never thought I'd say that. <laughs> it's horrible, isn't it? Uh, like, you think when it, when we signed the players that we did back in the summer, Curtis Davis, everyone was crying out for Curtis Davis, as well as Fozzie, but everyone was like, we need him back. He's great for the dressing room. He's our club captain. And and to be honest, when Cashin's back, obviously he wasn't against MK Dons, but when Cashin's back, my back four has Forsyth and not, not, not Davis. Yeah. Yeah, I, I I agree. I mean, just thinking about if we do stick with this back five, Fozzie, um, Cashin, Chester, that's that's some... I mean, Chester will probably never be fit again until the end of his career, but the thought of it is is great, isn't it? Well, even with the four, um, Cashin and Fozzie as the two, and then you've got Hayden Roberts and, and Corey Smith's kind of making that right back a little bit. Obviously, if we can get a natural one, that'd be great, but Corey's doing really well, to be fair to him. I think that's my back four with that when they're all fully fit at the moment. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, Corey Smith's been great, hasn't he? I, I really, I was really worried when he first played at right back. Uh, I think that first game he was a little bit shaky. Obviously, it takes a bit of time getting used to it. But as you say, he's made it his own, hasn't he? Um, and now he can take throw-ins even better. Um, <laughs> watching Mendes Lang take throw-ins on that side was was never fun. Um, so it's good to see, you know. Him developing in that role, you know, there's a lot of talk. I know a lot of people that play football manager will say, you know, player gets past 24, he's got no chance of ever changing or adapting <laughs> or anything. But you know, he's he's getting towards the end of his career and he's he's using his experience to play a role that he's not played a massive amount before. So, yeah, I, I can only say it's it's impressive and um, yeah, long may it continue. Um, he he did really well against. Um... Like to begin with the Liverpool game, you look at Simicast and you look at um, Carvalho, and I, and every single time it was kind of coming over to Carvalho, and he was taking the ball out of the air brilliantly and and kind of standing Smith up. And you know what? To be able to walk off that pitch, obviously every player needs to can walk off that pitch and say that they can they've held their head high. Um, but I thought Smith, the way that he dealt with those those two in particularly in the first half was absolutely fantastic. So, yeah, we've got a habit of making a centre-mid a good right-back. I'm just wondering who's next. Does uh, Max Bird fancy a, that fancy a ride out there? Well, leave him leave him in centre-mid. Leave him in centre-mid. <laughs> <laughs> I also noticed a different part of his game was he actually makes Mendes Lang either push forward when he needs to or puts him in his position. I noticed it against MK Dons. Um, but he had a he proper had to go at Mendes Lang for something that he didn't do. He's probably keeping Mendes Lang in check, and that's probably why he played most of the game. 
um, yesterday because it's probably the first time we've seen Mendes Lang complete like 88 minutes, I think he played. Um, mm. but, so I think Oi Smith at right back is good for Mendes Lang as well because I mm. think it's his game. Um, but I think Oi Smith has played right back before, hasn't he? So he's probably used to that position and I wouldn't move him out of there. And even going back to the Davis point, uh, this might annoy the Davis fan club, but I think Davis has been our worst centre-back this season. I think he's made more mistakes now than he probably did in the last two, three years he's been at Derby. And he's sort of become a liability for me. And, and, I, and I love Davis, but I've, I find he's become a liability this season. Mm. I think there comes a point, doesn't there, when a player goes starts going backwards. And at that age, it happens quite quickly. Um and yeah, I agree. I think uh, he's probably been our weak link at the back there. But then again, we've seen Cashin, who's you know amazing every week, in my opinion. And Chester has really surprised me um, when he was playing. So you look at them and, and think, actually, out of the three, Davis, even if he was playing okay, he'd still be the worst of of those kind of three. So really interesting to see what happens when he comes back. Maybe late in Orient's calling a little bit earlier than the end of the season. Yeah, that's that's really interesting, actually. Um, I, I have to make it clear, I, I don't think he should be written off. Um, I think he's he's proven too many times in his Derby career that if you do write him off, he'll always come back. And I hope he does come back. And I hope he can be more of the player he was last season. But yeah, it, it does get tough, doesn't it? When you get older, how old is he now? 37, 38? You know, that, mm. that's, that's a difficult age. I mean, we saw Dean Lewington uh, yesterday he couldn't move. Like, he he just walked round for, for 90 minutes and Mendes Lang's goal, Mendes Lang's basically hopping on one leg across the penalty area and Lewington can't keep up with him. And it does make you think, yeah, maybe, you know, he's he's always said he wants to go back to Leighton Orient. I hope it's not this season. I think even if he doesn't play a role, he'll still play a huge role off the pitch. And I think it'll be really beneficial for Max Bird learning from someone like Curtis Davis on how to be club captain and how to do all those sort of duties because he's got a lot of experience. You know, we talk 38, he started his career at 16, 17. So he's been in the game for a really, really long time. Um, you know, it's, what, 20 years? 20 years to be in and around professional football is is some feat. So he'll have learned a thing or two uh, along the way and and hopefully, yeah, even if he isn't playing, he, he sticks with us for the rest of the season. But, you know, when you've got Craig Forsyth in the team, you, you can't take players like that out. Um, no, I think you're spot on, though. Like, you think behind the scenes as a captain, there's so much extra. I've listened to, like, podcasts with, like, Ben Foster and Troy Deeney and stuff like that. And they're like, you've got to do all the WhatsApp groups. You've got to do stuff for the manager off the field, making sure the fine stuff are all sorted and the players are turning up on time at certain things and kind of controlling that the lads off the field to almost be in that breach between the squads and the and the manager. So I think like you said, for Max Bird to learn who better. So I think I don't I don't want him to leave the club anytime soon, at least this season, maybe even for the, the following season. But it's more um on the field that that's it's that's the big question for it. It's you don't want the club to suffer and the team to suffer if by just putting him in because he's the club captain. Um, but if he's like you said, he always seems to defy everything as a like thirty-seven-year-old playing in the championship and now League One and stuff. So I wouldn't ever write him up. Yeah, I'm going to change the subject, guys, because I've had a thought come into my head. 
Um, are we all happy we're going to get represented at the World Cup? Christian Bielik made the squad. He's a derby player. <laughs> does it count? Put, <laughs> it does count. It does count. Someone it's... put a graphic up to say uh, championship players going to the World Cup and they had Christian Bielik on it. And I felt like inboxing them and saying, look, he's not a Birmingham player. He's a Derby mm-hmm. County player. And he, might be, back player. In... <laughs> and he might be back in January. It's funny how you can twist things, isn't it? I remember when Mason Mount got called up when he was at Derby. We were like, oh, Derby players have called up. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> now, yeah, now Felix going. It's like, no, nah, he plays for us. He still plays for us. Yeah, it's good, isn't it? It's nice. Um, and I hope he does really well um, for two reasons. A, because if we do recall him, he'll be happy anyway because he's done well. B, if he decides to stay at Birmingham, we can sell him for like a lot of money. Um, well, it, him playing well at the World Cup can only be a positive, really, can't it? Because do you see him playing? That's the thing for me. Yeah, I don't, definitely. I don't, no, I don't. I don't know if he has been making the national teams outside yeah. of the qualification. I don't know. So I was like, it, it, as long as he does play and he doesn't just become one of them squad players at the World Cup, then, I think he then will it's beneficial play. for us. Yeah, I, I think he will play. I mean, they've called up uh, Krakowiak, uh, who is from what I've seen from Twitter or Poland. Twitter is the most hated man in Poland, um, <laughs> and they've been they've been desperate for Bielik to come back right. uh, so he can take that space. So I think he will play. He, uh, when he's fit, he seems to play every international. Um, and you know, I love him, but they played Kamil Yushviak every game, uh, and he's you know hardly set the world alight in the last like three four years himself. So. Yeah, I, I have a feeling he will play, and it's exciting, isn't it? Has, yeah. he, has he been called up, Yazviak? Obviously, he's nah. been, oh, no. so that MLS move hasn't helped him. No, <laughs> helped us though. It kept us afloat for another two months. <laughs> so, thank you, Camille, <laughs> for that one. Oh, it's funny. It's funny looking back, isn't it? At some of the some of the players that we've had in recent years. We're looking back the other day at just some of the players that we've sort of had and, and released. And I was looking back at posts that I'd put on like years ago talking about how um, we saw one, Jimmy, didn't we, where it was like, now Bobby Duncan's arrived. Does that put pressure on Jack Marriott to start scoring more goals? <laughs> it's so stupid. Where has he gone now? No. I have no idea. He's playing like third tier somewhere in Europe. I don't know. He signed for somebody, but that was, um, that was a strange one, wasn't it? Like, I remember fans on Twitter saying how good he was and obviously coming from Fiorentina as well, like, it was such a weird signing for, for Derby to make. But, yeah, that never materialised. But I think, yeah, going back to Josviak as well, he was, um, I think he was outdone by Matty Cash um, transferring allegiances, mm. wasn't he? And then he, he kind of um, shoehorned into that into that kind of space for Poland. But, yeah, it's good good to be represented. It gives us something else to, to watch, I guess. And I think they'll get out of the group, Poland. So maybe more eyes will be on him and we can get, a bit of our a bit of our money back, which would be nice. Yeah, just just looking at Bobby Duncan uh, here. He plays for, if I can pronounce it correctly, RB Linense uh, in the third tier of Spanish football, and he has made a grand total of zero appearances this season. At least he's uh, getting a ten off the bench. That's what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. So yeah, he's a. Uh, He's another one, another strange player that we've uh, signed in recent years. Um, I guess just a, a one, I guess one more really big thing about the MK Dons game. We're scoring goals away from home. It's been a while. We've, who we've, knew? Yeah, who knew? <laughs> um, you know, and when you look at the goals we've scored, bullet header from Roberts, 
pretty decent acrobatic finish from Collins. And then the one I really want to talk about, Nathaniel Mendes Lang. I mean, there was a bloke next to me that after that goal went in, he, I was right at the front. I was about four from the front. And this guy goes running down to the front, jumps the advertising board, runs to the corner, celebrates with the team. And then when the team had finished celebrating, he runs back, jumps back into the crowd and gets all the way back up again. I was like, how have you managed that? <laughs> like not one steward stopped him, but what a goal it was. I mean, how impressed were you guys? Not that impressed by the sounds of it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, apparently not. Apparently not. I was waiting for Vic. Vic, Vic yeah. looked like he's going to yeah. say something. So. Vic was ready. <laughs> <laughs> We've got used to that sort of talent from Mendes Lang. We know he's got it in his locker. And he's actually, that's probably why Paul Warren kept him on the pitch. He probably said, if you don't do anything in the next 10 minutes, I ain't taking you off. Because originally he was meant to be taken off, wasn't he? Mm. His number come up on the board. Uh, but we know Mendes Lang's got it in him. So. Uh, he's probably been one of our best players this season in terms of attacking threat. But yeah, I think all three goals were good yesterday. It's nice to see us score more than one from home. Um, and I think we got the the second half tactic spot on yesterday. I think if we just all we had to do was just push a further five yards forward. Literally, that was all it was. Because Mbukadons were all over us yesterday. Mm. First half, pushed five yards forward, created the chances. Collins has picked up where he's left off. I think that's six for the season now. Um, yeah, so looking good. We're looking good. If we could just transfer that to the home form, ain't no reason why we can't finish in the playoffs mm. this year, if not beyond that. I think the next two are really important because I think that shows how far Warren's come, the next two league games. Um, you know, if we can get four points from, from six or maybe even six points, you never oh. know. I mean, that's, that is dreaming, isn't it? But, you know, let's be positive. Um, we've We've had two really good performances, but I either think... Mendes Lang is going to have an absolute worldie against Sheffield uh, Wednesday or he's going to drop an absolute clangor um, and probably the same with Wild Smith as well, um, <laughs> being a Sheffield Wednesday lad. Um, but yeah, let's see where we are over the next time. I'm not going to get carried away, but now being in the playoffs, it's not some, you know, it's not somewhere we want to leave that let's continue to, to look up. I'll tell you what, Ipswich and Plymouth, they're catchable. They are catchable. Um People have probably already said, look, they've run away with it. They're, they're going to get promoted. I saw a graphic on like stats um, on probability of automatic promotion and Plymouth were like something ridiculous, like 70% or something. And I thought, no, not not for me. I think the wheels might come off there. Um, but yeah, continue looking up and let's see how we get on in the next two. Well, I think the, you look at the teams in there, they're, like you said, there's there's teams that are, you look at it from outside and you go, they, they could fall away, they could fall away, they could fall away. And, and I, I think the biggest thing for us, we at this squad and and glad we just need some backup in January. Um, I mm. just don't, I don't, I think if we don't, then we could be that team that falls away because I just think the team will at some point it will catch up with them because of the amount of games that we've got. If we do some good recruitment in January, and obviously it's come out in the but according to Paul, there's a couple of people now down to the head of recruitment, so it'll be interesting. And and he's been really impressed with the two that they are, so it'll be interesting to see who it actually ends up being. But if that impacts our January window, then that, I think that's the biggest thing for us to stay in that in those playoffs. 
Yeah, I've got a, a pretty good inkling on who one of them is. Obviously, I can't say it on the on the pod, but it's yeah, I'd say it's someone who he's knows. He's in the know. He's in yeah, the know. I know. I know. I, 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 yeah, it is I Jake. It's me. Yeah. <laughs> no, that'd be a terrible appointment, I think. But no, it's someone good. So yeah, it, it's good that we've got candidates that really want it and candidates that are you know going to do a good job or hopefully will do a good job. We we all know how badly the the ship has been run in the last few years. So it'd be uh, pretty beneficial, I think, for us if we can get someone on board that, that knows what they're doing. Um, yeah, th- that's that's it, I guess, for the last week. Um, previews on the next game is going to be very, very interesting because we've got Torquay on the Tuesday. It's going to be a weird one. Um, I personally really hope we play the youth team. Um, the game I've always wanted. It's the game yeah. I've always wanted. Can't wait. Are you guys going? I'll go. Yeah, I'll go. I'll I go. I'm gonna go. I'm fifty-fifty. I'm a real fan. I'll go. I'll go. <laughs> I'm a, that's that's a joke, by the way. Anyone listening, that's a joke. I don't blame you. Uh, it's on TV, isn't it? As well, BBC Three. So, I think yeah. Is. Oh wow, what a channel. Two two away games in one week, Jake, and you're uh, you're in the super fan kind of. Yeah, part, well, it's so. just just how it is, isn't it? <laughs> he hasn't got a photo. They're just saying. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> I'm actually you had in, to get that in, Vic, didn't you? Yeah, I've, I've got a photo. You just have to really zoom into the crowd pictures. <laughs> I'm not. If anyone has, if anyone hasn't seen it, um, and you've listened this far, uh, Vic is a uh, poster boy for every Derby County fan. Um, gets photographed every away game, and to be honest, they're they're good pictures, Vic. So um, yeah, I'm, I'm not surprised that you're uh, your poster boy. I'm going for the job in ten years. <laughs> That's they'll it. have such a good montage like of of yeah pictures of you at Cambridge away now MK Don's away you just got to complete the hat trick now <laughs> That's it, That's it. <laughs> okay so Torquay right Torquay at home um we'll probably play a rotated team we face Portsmouth on Friday that's a really short turnaround and I think if you play a first team that's ridiculous um got a feeling the likes of Cashin will play Hopefully we'll play Cashin, Rooney. We'll play a lot of the young lads. The lads that haven't been playing, Liam Thompson, Kwaku. Um, I don't know if I'm ready to watch Scott Loach again, but you know, the the rest of them give a give them a good go. Um, really quick fire score predictions. Uh we know we've got great history of these being not very quick fire, but today this this is the one. <laughs> Callum, quick fire score prediction and goal scorer. Let's go. Uh four nil Derby. Uh, and I'll go. Oh, I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think. Because no, I'm so Some surprised I've gone 4 0. I've just said it and I've just gone, oh no, 4 0. Who's going to actually score them? Uh, Rooney, uh, hat trick, and uh, Quackadero putting it in. I don't know. Four goals scored by defenders in one game. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, Vic. What do you reckon? 2 0 Derby. Go with Thompson and we'll say Cashin. Uh, JB I'm going to go 1-1 one, one, lose on penalties um, again and I think why do we invite you on here <laughs> Look, at the end of the day we're going to we're going to play a rotated team um, there's going to be some tired legs I think they'll come up they'll enjoy it um, I don't think Paul Warner will be too too bothered about this cup so yeah I reckon 1-1 one, one, lose on penalties that's my bet oh. I'm not going to bet it though <laughs> I'm going to say it's going to be a thriller 5-4 uh, 
Uh, oh, five goal scorers. Uh, Asulu's going to score five. There we go. That makes my job easier. Um, yeah, he's going to carry on his form in the FA Cup. Probably finish top scorer with seven uh, in the competition. Um, and yeah, I, I'm not, again, I'm not bothered if we go through. Same same with probably Warren as well. Um, I, actually, I'd rather we didn't with the really, really damaged squad we've got at the minute. But yeah, losing to Torquay at home won't be very nice, would it? So I do hope that we uh, can scrape through this one and, and get into the next round. Um, who have we got next round? We've got someone else. Newport away. Newport, yeah. Yeah, there we go. Who wouldn't miss Newport away? That's uh, another one to tick off the ground list. Well, you'll be going, far. Jake, as a super fan, won't you? Yeah, be, I'm uh, sure. That'd be a nice be Tuesday, wouldn't it? That'd be... <laughs> <laughs> Might have to book a few more days off work for that one. Um, and then Friday's game, Portsmouth away. I mean, we all know the sort of team Portsmouth are. Really good sides. Um, I've just looked at their form. They've drawn four of the last five, um, which is impressive. And they're all one-all draws. Uh, so I think I know what my score prediction is going to be. Um, yeah, I mean, they're, they're just above us in the table, aren't they? They've played a game less. Um, oh, goal difference by one goal difference. Um, quick fire score predictions, part two. Callum, on the spot, go for it. One-all. And I'll go... Cashin header on his Cash- league debut. Cashin's in form. Yeah. Uh... <laughs> go on, Vic. I'm going to go 2-0 derby again. I fancy our chances. And I'm going to say Collins double. Oh, I like it. I like it. Jamie? We've turned a corner. 2-1 derby. Collins and Hurahan. Oh, I hope you're right. Uh, I'm going to go for the really, really optimistic bet of one all. Uh, I think it's going to be uh, I don't know who's who's an obscure goal. I would have said Hayden Roberts, but he scored now. Uh, <laughs> obscure goal scorer Lewis Dobbin. Lewis Dobbin's going to score a goal for Derby. Uh, he's going to kick it. It's going to go in the goal, uh, and he's going to be onside, and it's going to be given. Uh, and yeah, we'll draw. I mean, any a point is great at Portsmouth. I think I don't know what you lot think. I think that'd be a, a really good result uh, against a really strong team. Um, but let's hope that you know. Callum's right because Callum's been the most optimistic this week. Hopefully, you're absolutely spot on. But... I just want the chance of Rooney going around the park that's <laughs> half empty. Yeah, I was going to say, I guess one final thing we could talk about Jake Rooney. He had a good game, didn't he? Against MK Dons. Didn't look out of place at all. I think a lot of people were judging him on the Man City game. And, you know, look at that. Look at that under 18s. I mean, you've got that Carlos Borges who's gone on to score shed loads of goals they had that player that I don't know his name but scored in the Champs League yeah um, the fullback I can't remember I know yeah. who you mean you know let, let's not write off these young players um, I think he's he's got a lot to offer we're not in a position where we can call on you know loads of loads of players and, and loads of depth he got given a nod ahead of Stearman what does that tell you potentially that Stearman's he's, really you know, slow <laughs> yeah <laughs> very very leggy very leggy and very slim but quite slow um so yeah i think i think he looks good and i think again we'll see him against torquay if he puts in another good performance then then maybe he pushes plans for um you know for uh for pompey but i i expect to see cashin and forsyth back um for, for pompey yeah i think you're right Right, lads, it's it's been an absolute pleasure. Um, thank you, everyone, for listening as well. Uh, if you did enjoy, please leave a like. Please do whatever you do. Um, just a, a little update. We're we're heading on to a, a new, 
I guess, platform soon where we're going to be putting out these as videos too. Uh, they're going to be live streamed on YouTube and Twitter. Um, so the pressure is really going to be on uh, when we make a mistake. I can't edit it out anymore. <laughs> um, so that's going to be good fun. And yeah, we, we've we've got loads of ideas. Um, we'd love for you guys to get involved a bit more. But yeah, if, if you do want to get involved or want to tell us that we're stupid or anything like that, uh, message us at Rams Talk Pod on Twitter. Um, follow us on YouTube or subscribe on YouTube. I get all the social medias mixed up. Um, that is also Rams Talk Podcast. Um, so yeah, lads, thank you very much for coming on. Appreciate it. Cheers, Jake. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.